0: In a world where every diet you know is wrong. Well, not every diet. I mean... Yes, but almost everything doesn't sound as good. Yeah, but... Shut up. One man stands alone. Well, not completely. I mean... It's time for Adam Martin, the No Breakfast Guy, and Let's Talk Fast. Fasting, fitness, and fat loss. What's going on, guys? And welcome to today's version of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. Um, I'm super excited for this one because I put a call out a little while ago um, to see if anyone was interested in jumping on a podcast and sharing their no-breakfast journey. Um, And today on the phone, I have Kirsten all the way from New Zealand. Thank you very much for joining us, Kirsten, and how are you?
1: I'm very good, thanks, Adam, and thank you for having me. I'm very excited as well.
0: No, it's it's a pleasure to kind of speak to, I guess... I guess putting a kind of voice and a face to, I guess, people who I DM with and I talk with and kind of come across with, I guess, from my Instagram page. And it's always great to kind of just uh, sit down and uh, actually have a chat to you guys and learn more about you and kind of where you come from and what's been going on. So I do really appreciate your time today.
1: All good. Very, very, very excited to be able to tell my story.
0: Excellent. Well, I mean, I, I, we kind of talked about this just before we jumped on air now, but I guess this came up as an idea from actually someone else I was having a chat to who thought that the kind of chat I'd had with her on um, a Skype call would be a very interesting chat to have listened to if it was a podcast because it was kind of just coming from every, um, you know, everyday people at home, kind of living their life, um, going through the ups and downs of life, but having the no-breakfast journey there and kind of sharing that story that a lot of people could relate to that, and I couldn 't have agreed more with her, and so I put that call out, and here you are kind of talking today and um, you know we 've already talked about kind of being an open book, and that there's nothing really kind of that you know we can 't talk about, and so um, i'm really interested to kind of hear I guess your whole back end story and kind of you know the the child you were growing up and who you are today and what 's been going on, and then I guess how you came into the no breakfast life and um, how it's been going for you so To kind of just, you know, take a step back, tell me the kind of origin story and who you are, where you grew up and kind of where you are today. Oh,
1: I'm very lucky that I'm born and bred in a lovely little place called Wangre Heads. Um, It's in the North Island of New Zealand and we're not far, far north, but we're we're pretty far north. Um, I live right by the beach, so I've got a beautiful backdrop to... um, live my life at. Um, my parents have always been in business themselves and unfortunately they've always been in food business, which was takeaways.
0: <laughs> what kind of business is that?
1: Um, So they started a very popular fish and chip shop um, yep. in Wongara and then they moved on to a cafe um, not long after my daughter was born. I've got a nearly 16-year-old daughter and um, they sold that, just over a year and a half ago um, and I am now working part time for some friends and setting up a new fish and chip shop out at the heads as well so um, I'm a bit of a sucker for punishment so I run my own own business from home as well Um, I deal in property law and um, I love it that's my passion Um, along with actually my fasting lifestyle now Um, but prior to doing all of this about six And a half years ago, I saw a nutritionist, the one that was freshly out of school, and lost 25 kilos with her after getting to just over 90 kilos. Amazing. And and, um, not long after I finished seeing her, I put it all back on fairly quickly. Um, The The diet was that that, that she put me on was very restrictive, it was no carbs, it was very limited fruit, it was limited this, it was limited that, and it wasn't a sustainable lifestyle for me.
0: Can I just ask with with regards to that while you were going through it, because clearly if you've lost twenty five kilos, you would have had to have been doing this for quite some time. Like how long were you kind of in that period with her, kind of losing weight and kind of getting to the stage where you had lost twenty five kilos?
1: Um, it was probably just over six months. Um, I lost 25 kilos with
0: it. Yeah. Um, in, in that six months, I mean, was there any time during that process that you thought, you know, this is just too much, but you know, it was just a good trainer maybe that was kind of keeping you on song or kind of are you someone who's quite you know, self-driven and that, no, I've got a goal. I'm going to get there until I get there. I'll keep doing what I need to do. Or were there some really tough times throughout that six months?
1: There was some really tough times during that six months. I had um, carpal tunnel surgery, so I wasn't able to um, exercise and stuff like that, but I am, when I put my mind to something, I am very driven. Um, I mean, I, I put myself through school with a, a teenage daughter to get where I am now. Um, I've built a house on my own as a solo mum, and I have a very small mortgage, so um, I, I do, if I want something and I put my mind to it, I do get there. Um, but I found in the long term after stopping and seeing her that I couldn't enjoy some of the foods that I like. I like mm-hmm. to eat. Um, I love a good piece of um, fresh bread straight from the bakery, um, uh, you know, with dinner and things like that, and, and that just wasn't allowable, you know, through her diet.
0: Okay,
1: yep. um, So I, I put it all back on. Um, I, I used to be. I can now say I am no longer am. I used to be a severe asthmatic. Um, and then out of ICU quite a bit, um, ventilators and all the rest of it. And I, through I ended up with um, major adrenal um, issues yep. and got put onto a really, actually a really fantastic specialist who put it down to the asthma medication that was causing my adrenal issues,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and also my weight. I was back up to over ninety kilos. And he put me to a dietitian, um, but I didn't really gel with him. And then my next appointment, I said I didn't gel with the the dietitian. It just, you know, I I need to have that nice working relationship with somebody for them to help motivate me to start with. And so he actually told me, we'll try in a minute fasting. Go and do some research and have a look at it.
0: How long ago would you have said that was?
1: That was June last year it was okay. and he follows it he follows the lifestyle um he's very big on dr jason Fung, i think it is he's read yes. all his books and, and things like that and he actually recommends it um because he's also a kidney specialist so he deals a lot with um type 2 diabetics mm-hmm. um and he tries to put all his diabetic clients on on a fasting lifestyle to help them with it
0: if he's a um kind of big follower of Jason Fung and kind of enjoys a lot of his content. Would he have been, I guess, promoting to you as well, the kind of idea of being very low carbohydrate as well, or was it only the fasting he was talking to you about?
1: It was only the fasting. He okay. was he, he was more so, I'd go and have a look at, at that whole lifestyle. It may suit what I, 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 you know, where I want to get to and, and help me with the issues that I was having with my adrenal glands as well, um, and my asthma because – my lung function wasn't as good and um, he he was just all about, you know, go and do your own research, go and have a look at different people that do this lifestyle. Um, so that's how I came about starting to – on Instagram. And um, I eventually decided to take the plunge. It was actually when my brother and sister-in-law decided that they were going to try and start losing weight for their wedding, which is next month. And I thought, fuck, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it too. And um, I – Finally gave fasting a go at the end of September last year, and then I found you, which was just fantastic because that extra motivation every morning with your 5 a.m. wake-up calls. Yeah. <laughs> um, and since then, so I started at and kilos, and I am now officially, as of today, down to 68.4 kilos in just on five months.
0: Wow, um, my mass is terrible. Can you tell how much is that then that you've lost?
1: I've lost 23.1 kilos so far.
0: And if we can, firstly, that's amazing yet again. Congratulations on a huge um, progression and uh, progress so far. Um, tell me kind of, if you kind of take your mind back to when you were doing, um, I guess the first time you lost that 25 kilos with the original dietitian that you were seeing, um, tell me what were the main differences that you kind of felt physically and mentally um going through that kind of very restrictive kind of you know very low carb and all those kind of things that you're doing and compare that to kind of what you've done over the last six months or so to kind of go through a very similar kind of weight loss um but to kind of see where you are now and from i mean obviously we had a quick chat before it and we've been chatting now you seem to to me it sounds in your voice that it's been much more i guess sustainable and kind of simple to kind of stick to i'm only taking that from what i've heard but tell me kind of in comparison to the two what what have you felt have been the main differences was there a benefit to one or the other or has it just been all the fasting style has just been everything has been positive tell me yeah just kind of share with this um those kind of two sides of it
1: i'd have to say with the fasting i think the first week was probably harder than the first week of being with a dietitian mm-hmm. um yeah what they're, about they're, that was because i think you're so inbuilt built in your head that you've got to have breakfast, or you, and that that whole thing when you're with a dietitian, it's it's you know five meals a day or six meals a day of small meals, and, and getting past that, that whole thing that's still imprinted in your head even from you know six or seven years ago. Sure. Um, so that first week of it was a little bit of, I, I wasn't sure whether I was groggy, but I, I believe it was just my my body clearing itself of all its misconceptions. I think is probably the the best word for it
0: so more Um, mentally kind of it was just in your head a bit more or kind of did you still physically feel um a bit hungry come those mid-morning kind of you know hungers and things like that or was it all mental for you
1: it it was all mental for me definitely all mental um i'm not saying that i don't have days where i feel like um i usually don't eat until after 12 o'clock it just really depends on what my what my work schedule is as to Mm -hmm. when i do eat i i go by when my body's ready to eat and that's one thing I've really found with the fasting lifestyle is I really listen to my body rather than um, outside influences now. Okay. Um, it's like, um, in most days, I'll eat two meals. Um, today, I was absolutely starving, so I had a toasted sandwich halfway in between you know, my first meal and, and having dinner, but I didn't have as big a dinner because I wasn't hungry. Okay. Um yep. I find now my mental clarity in the mornings is fantastic, which means I get ninety percent of my, my business work done before twelve or before one o'clock in the in the afternoon. And that leaves my afternoons open that when my daughter comes home from school I've actually got time for her. Um not tired and groggy and in a food coma. <laughs>
0: um before I move in you don't have to evacuate at all, do you? There's a big siren going on. Here. Can, no. Am no, I just no, here? <laughs>
1: because we're rural, we've got um, the volunteer fire brigade response to any call out, whether it be medical, accident, fire. But we've just got a big fire ban at the moment as well, so it's probably somebody's decided to burn rubbish, and the fire okay. brigade. Yeah. Gonna, no, just make to make sure
0: you don't have to evacuate and get out of there.
1: No, 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 no
0: evacuation. It's a different sire in that one. Okay. Um, so yeah, kind of moving, I guess, into the fact that you've had more mental clarity and you know feeling really, um, I guess, switched on. Um, talk to us more about that because it's something that I certainly um, talk heavily on um, myself, and I get asked this quite a bit. Um, and I actually, I don't want to say trolled, but I get some people who are the Susies of the world who. Will, sit there and kind of leave comments on um, some of my stuff, um, talking about, you know, what you're telling us that we're just going to be, you know, we shouldn't let our kids eat because then they're going to be, you know, not be able to concentrate in school. And if I did that, I'd be angry all day and da-da-da. Talk to us more about kind of how you were feeling prior to kind of starting The No Breakfast Life and how you would kind of go about your day and how that would then play out with regards to your work. And then how you now feel, and you were saying, you know, you, you get most of your work done and um, by one o'clock and then you can kind of spend, obviously, time with your daughter when she comes home. So, again, just compare the two situations for us.
1: Well, definitely before I started this no-breakfast no, no breakfast life, fasting life, I um, I felt quite tired and lethargic all the time. Um, like I'd I come off most of my asthma medication that was causing my adrenal issues, and that had brought – a lot more energy to my life, but there was still it, it was it was hard to get motivated in the mornings um before before starting a no breakfast life um and what,
0: and what did that morning used to look like for you when did the alarm go off did you then do exercise in the morning or were you straight to eat something and then off to work like what did that morning routine was, usually look like
1: my usual morning routine before I started started this lifestyle was <clears throat> sorry, excuse me um I probably wouldn't drag my butt out of bed until maybe eight o'clock in the morning um i I'd sort of say goodbye to my daughter cause She leaves for school at half past seven in the morning and I'll wake to her from bed basically <laughs> yep. um and then it would be up out of bed maybe half past eight have a shower and then and then eat and then probably sit down for another half an hour because. I was tired still and then at work maybe about nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I am up most mornings at half past five. Mm-hmm. I will read the news online after I get up, um, get into my workout clothes. I'll either go for a walk or a run or I'll do a strength training workout at home um, and then I'll help my daughter get ready for school, um, do a bit of house – housework and then I go to work around about 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. I still, I, I go to work a bit earlier, but I've got a lot more time for me and I've got a lot more energy for me.
0: Yeah. Um, we used to be, I mean, can we kind of think that maybe you were a bit tired in the mornings prior because you were a night owl and now you go to bed a bit earlier or are you still going to bed similar kind of time now? You just wake up with more energy.
1: I probably actually go to bed later now. Um, okay. And, yep. And I wake up with more energy
0: Excellent. And what's been, again, let's kind of talk about the the exercise part that you alluded to there. Prior to all of this, um, was there any, we'll go back to the first time you lost all that weight. Was there any exercise that was involved in that weight loss process then and kind of what did that involve? Um, And then I guess before, like, then you put all the weight back on. During that time, what did kind of exercise look like for you? And then now that you started the No Breakfast Life, kind of what did that, uh, what is it looking like for you now?
1: So the first time I lost um, the, the 25 kilos, I did a lot of cardio, not a lot of strength training. Um,
0: uh, was that walking? Was that bike riding or running? What would what would that usually be? It
1: was walking and good old Zumba. Okay, Zumba yep. Um, I, I'm really lucky. I've got a beautiful um, backyard mm-hmm. out here. It's, there's no flat. It's all hills. Yep. Um, and so it, it doesn't take much to get get a bit of good cardio going around here. Um, and yeah it was just it was mainly walking i'd walk three or four k's a day doing that Mm um then in between not a lot of exercise the occasional walk um maybe the dog you know for a k or so usually my daughter took the dog for a walk because i just i didn't have the energy to do anything and then since i've started fasting i can definitely mornings I love my mornings I love my morning walk I do or an interval walk run I've never run or in my Mm -hmm. whole entire life Mm -hmm. I did it like the black pig and I am starting to absolutely love it
0: have you started running now that you have lost your weight or have you been starting running throughout this journey
1: I started running probably about a month ago um When I cut back my asthma medication, another notch. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm now on the absolute bare minimum. Um, And like I only joke, like I'll do two minutes of brisk walk and then I'll do a minute of uh, running and that's where I started. And then I've slowly built it up. So now I'm at a minute of brisk walk and two minutes of running with the aim to – march i'm doing what we call the beach to basin in mongray which is a local fun run walk Mm -hmm. thing so we're doing the 6.8k walk but next year my aim is to run the 10k run
0: amazing amazing and i mean anyone who i guess follows me on instagram will certainly see that i love my running as well and i just think um running is one of those beautiful things that it's a level playing field that in whether you're in the richest country in the world or the poorest country in the world, no matter what your level of skill is, you can just kind of throw on a pair of shoes or in many places, I guess they don't have shoes at all. And you can just do it barefoot, but you can throw on a pair of shoes and walk out the front door and you can be running. You you don't have to find a gym. You don't need a swimming pool. You don't need equipment of any kind. And um, for me, running has become quite a meditation type um, event for me in that, life's pretty hectic these days as it is for all of us and we obviously have to have those outlets that we can um you know use it's um you know me time completely selfish it's me nothing else in the world is going on and i even kind of went to the extent of i don't run with music anymore i don't run with my phone at all so um if i was to drop dead on the side of the road no one's going to be able to contact me but i like the fact that i'm just out there it's me no one else can contact me and um has it become for you? I just to kind of uh, then kind of turn it over to you. Has it become you know something that you're enjoying? Did you enjoy it kind of from when you first started? Can you see that you might be able to get more and more into this? That you, you know the ten k is next year, but have you got dreams and aspirations to do maybe a half or a full marathon or something like that? Or is it just for you something you enjoy right now and that's all it really is for you? It is
1: definitely. I find that I really enjoy it, and I never thought I would. Um, I I. I Find it's quite freeing. It's um, it, it, when your feet hit the pavements, and it's that lovely constant rhythmic sound. And it's it is it is almost like meditation. It's there's nothing else and outside that little bubble that you're in at that moment. Um, and it's just it has become a love. And I don't think I don't know about the half, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll the ten k's go next year, and and then we might might look at doing a half there's quite a good half marathon in auckland um that's quite easy to do um okay. and it's huge so that that might be on the the goals and aspirations list next year
0: amazing um and then talking on that kind of i guess are you at a weight range where you don't want to lose any more weight are you in maintenance now kind of where are you on your journey with regards to just wait for the time being in that question
1: um, originally my goal weight was to hit sixty seven and a half kilos. Um and I'm very very, very close to that. But I'm sort of letting my body now guide me as to where it wants to sit. Um if it if it stops if I stop losing weight, I'm I'm not gonna change anything I'm really doing. I'm I'm eating healthy, I'm eating ninety percent of the time I'm eating nutrient dense foods. But I'm not um I'm not denying myself anything I I don't want. If I really, really feel like McDonald's, I'll go and have McDonald's. I usually feel like absolute crap afterwards. (laughs) Um, It's really nice in the moment. Um,
0: Of course.
1: Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, if if, if I stop losing weight here, then that's where I'm supposed to be. Um, I'm starting to feel a lot more confident about me and myself and my body, my my um, outlook on life is very different there's there's so much more clarity as to um, the, the lifestyle that you, you lead when you do this is it's um, the, the depression goes because when you when you're heavy you, you get into a state of depression because you don't know where to, where to start and it was so easy to start um, this lifestyle it was there was no special meals or shakes or any other rubbish that went along with it it was just literally the food that was in my cupboard um which wasn't a lot at the time so i had to go into a shop um so yeah i i think if i could get to if i if i stopped at the 67 and a half i wouldn't be disappointed at all
0: you you kind of took my next question away from me because i was going to then lead into uh asking um i think so many of um my clients that i work with um and people who I guess, ask me for, Adam, what kind of calories do I need to get to X amount of weight? Um, And of course, I always answer that question. And I think having a weight as kind of a, as a draw, you know, drawing a line in the sand for the long term, I think is is a good goal to have because it does give you somewhere to work towards. But the fact that you alluded to the idea that your confidence in yourself and who you are and that you're not defined by, you know, a number on a scale and that you're happy with Yourself and how you look and how you feel. I think that's another big one as well. Um, I think that's a really important message to kind of drive home. And I'm really glad you went there. I would have asked it anyway, but the, the fact that you brought that up yourself—that I think so many, so many of us, and I'm guilty of it uh, myself—kind of have a number in our mind that you know, once I get there, that's when I'll be happy. That's when it all, um, you know, all you know, fall into place. And it's a message I'm trying to get away from in trying to have. If you're not happy at 95 kilos, you're not going to be happy at 65 kilos, and you have to find that kind of, you know, pride I think, and confidence in yourself that you know you are more than just a number on a on a scale, and that you know your worth doesn't come from what that number is, and then finding that confidence um, in yourself and how you look and how you feel, I think, should become part of the equation, if not you know the majority of the equation as well. So I'm glad you brought that up.
1: It takes a little while to get to that
0: point, I think. Um, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, not an easy, uh, it's not an easy pathway. And I know I may have just said that, like, don't worry about the number on a scale. like. But no, you're, you're exactly right. It's certainly a big part of the journey. And I guess going through the weight loss process that, um, and you tell me, kind of was there a point in when that switched over? Like when you're going, you know, dropping weight and you obviously you, you see a drop on the scale, you feel good about that. But was there a point in when that happened for you? When you're like, you know what, I don't really care what this he's saying on the scale anymore good it's going down but i'm more happy with how i'm feeling and kind of looking and things like that
1: i I tell you what it was probably only maybe a month or so ago um and my weight loss slowed down quite significantly for for a few weeks um like i was only losing maybe 100 to 200 grams a week going from a kilo plus a week losing Mm -hmm. yep and um I was still losing centimeters and I was like okay I need to get out of this headspace that it's all about what the number on the scale is and I actually got out my tape measure and I put it to where I was when I started this lifestyle this fasting lifestyle and I looked in the mirror and I went holy crap like I've actually lost a hell of a lot and it isn't all about the number and the scale and I I went to my daughter okay let's let's go to the beach and i I live in a beautiful beach suburb and I was always too scared to go swimming. I've, I've got the leftover skin from being, uh, having a child and being, being larger and then getting smaller and then being larger again and then getting smaller. Now, and that's part and parcel of my story. I actually put on a bikini and I went for a swim and I really didn't care what anybody else saw. And that was the moment that it clicked, is that I was happy enough for me to go for a swim with my daughter and not care about what anybody else thought, and that's where I got over the scales.
0: That's such an that's so amazing to hear, and um, I think if anyone's listening in at the moment, and I'm sure there are, that's going to be certainly a powerful message. And um, I think I thank you for sharing that with us. And um, I think another big thing I just kind of got away from what you were just saying then, and I hope other people have picked it up as well. Is that I've never used this before, but I'm going to get my clients to start doing this. I'm going to suggest this, and it's going to be your idea that kind of um, sparked it. In that, getting that tape measure out, as you said, and um, you know, putting it to where you originally were, um, and kind of putting yourself inside it. It's just, I guess, like you know, when you see you know the Jenny Craig ads and things like that, and Weight Watchers, where they kind of step inside their old jeans or whatever it might have been. I think that's a really good representation, and um, kind of can show you just how far you've come, and you know the you probably haven't changed a whole lot in kind of how you were moving forward with regards to your diet and yet the weight slowed down as you said or the weight loss slowed down um but kind of still seeing those numbers come off that no actually you're you've made a huge progression here and um that just because the scale isn't going down doesn't mean you aren't still making progress and um i love that as i said tape measure so I'll, i'll say this now as a kind of um, a thing to everyone listening in is if you're kind of on your journey at the moment, you think things are slowing down at the moment or, you know, you're getting a bit frustrated that, you know, you're, you're doing nothing different but things don't seem to be happening like they were in the beginning, I think just kind of go and remind yourself where you started from by doing exactly what you just said then, uh, Kirsten, in that go home, get out that tape measure and kind of put it around your waist and find that spot where you started from. Um, and I think that could be, like, like for you, it was kind of a really kind of, you know, Hit, hit home point in that no you're still going forward and then I love the fact that you got out there and um you know you could care less what the world is uh thinking or kind of saying or kind of you know potentially remarking but I've said this before no one really cares because we're all paying attention to ourselves anyway but the fact that you had that confidence in yourself to be able to go out there I think that's again a really strong message that I hope other people take home from our podcast today
1: thank you it's that's um it's, yeah, I think no matter how many progress photos you take, when you've been bigger, it's sometimes hard to see the size that you have become, like when you lose the weight and, and you start toning up and, and all the rest of it. And that, that tape measure definitely, because it's, it's in your hands, it's a physical thing right in front of you at that given time. And you can see that space that you used to fill. And it was, it was just such a, it was, it was a moment it really was and that's i would awesome. recommend it to anybody it says yeah.
0: well pretty much i'm going to get off the when we got off this phone call today i'm going to go straight to my emails and email every single one of my clients with the same message of go and do this now if you're feeling a bit uh you know deflated <laughs> or a bit frustrated at kind of you know how slow it might be going at the moment I, yeah i think that's a great a great little tip there for sure and Thanks. just i'm um, just on that um can you share with us kind of the centimeters that you have gone down obviously you've shared the weight there but what kind of movements have you seen in regards to the measurements in the body
1: i have lost um i can tell you hang on a moment i have lost approximately 23 centimeters off my chest so around my the top of my back and and Mm -hmm. my bra line i have lost 20 something centimeters off my waist and around my belly button Um, 24 centimeters off my hips i've lost um, six centimeters off each of my arms and seven centimeters off each of my thighs i think off the top of my head i did i haven't done the numbers properly yet but um, I, all up, I think I've lost 110 centimeters over those areas.
0: Wow! And so, yeah. Sensational. Yeah, that's. I mean, as I said, that's. Uh, you. You probably as I said. I mean, going along the journey yourself, sometimes that can be hard to see, even though it's such a dramatic amount of you know weight and measurement that have lost. But to see that as a tape measure, you know, to see 20 centimeters gone from chest, belly button, and kind of thighs and bum, and then around the arms and things like that. Yeah, that would be. A visually kind of you know um, you know astounding like you'd, you'd be taken back by seeing that you know in in your own home uh, you know in front of you as you're kind of doing that so um, again a massive congratulations that's uh, that's awesome
1: thank you and, and some of that's down to you and your lovely motivation and your little tips and bits and pieces and your pearls of wisdom every day <laughs>
0: No, I mean, I'm I'm always humbled and always flattered by, you know, people saying um, thank you for something I may have posted or something I may have said. But um, And this is not me trying to just, oh, no, no, no it's not me. I, I genuinely believe and kind of to my heart of hearts, um, I say this every time I get a message of, you know, thanks and things like this. But at the end of the day, it's you that did this. Um, you know, I've got... I'm lucky to have over 10,000 people following me on uh, Instagram um, these days. And there's still a vast number of those people who are still not achieving their goals for one reason and one reason only is they're just not taking action on the things I'm talking about. And I can say everything I can and post every comment I can and every podcast and every video and everything I do. But at the end of the day, it comes down to you to take action. And the fact that you got up early you took action, you listened to some of the things I did and implemented them and kind of did some of your own things and um, however you've gone forward. So 100% the the reason you are where you are now is because of you. Um, And so I continue to say congratulations to you and um, you are the inspiration to me to keep kind of saying what I, I do and kind of keep posting what I do because I just hope that one more person sometime tomorrow, next week, next month, next year decides, you know what? Today is my day. I'm going to take action, and so um, the fact that you took action, you know, six months ago, and you are where you are today, I say congratulations to you yet again.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Adam. It does it does mean a lot. I actually had a really lovely um, message the other day, a, a Facebook message from an old friend of mine that who lives literally half a K down the road, but we don't, you we know, different, lead different lives, and don't see each other. And he sent me a message going. Shit, you're looking good. And I was, <laughs> it was it was really cool. Just because sometimes you don't think it yourself. Um, you're in your own little bubble, and just to have somebody say, "Yeah, you're doing well," it, it always spurs on that little bit of extra motivation to push that little bit harder. And it is. It's waking up that one morning and just going, nah, that's it. Let's go. Let's start it." And that's all it takes.
0: Exactly right. And I mean not for one second should we kind of just say that the one day is just going to be that sparking moment it might be for that day but you know you can probably um testify to this that you know there's been some tough times along that six months you don't wake up every single day feeling the best you ever have and that you want to kind of go and change the world and change your life every day but you know you are going to falter you are going to have frustrations you are going to see the scale weight slow down you are going to fall off the wagon you are going to go have mcdonald's you are going to do these things and um, these are exactly why I wanted to have these kind of conversations and share, you know, everyday people's journeys because you know we can then all kind of relate and go, yeah, that's me as well. But you know, you just got to get started again. And whether you know you had a massive blowout and you think you've just ruined everything, or it's just a a little kind of hiccup on your journey that you know tomorrow is always another day. You just start again and you get going again and you take action once more.
1: Yeah, I, with you saying that, that's one thing I've I've really learned is that. Last time I lost a whole lot of weight, I used to really punish myself if I ate something that wasn't on my diet plan or I wasn't supposed to eat. And this time round, that mentality has really shifted with with food. It's not about punishment. It's not about um, feeling guilty about if I have McDonald's or if I ate too much bread because my my stomach really doesn't like me eating too much bread. Mm -hmm. It has um it's like okay well yep shit happens i did it today but tomorrow's a new day so i'll just eat yeah i'll eat more fruit tomorrow which i love i love my fruit i could eat a whole watermelon in one sitting if i um and that relationship with food my relationship with food changing so much has gone on to my daughter as well she's taking a lot healthier foods to school for lunch she's out exercising more often and she's building that health, healthy relationship as a teenager so she's not going to go into adulthood ending up with a bad relationship with food as well. And I think now was such an important time for me to not be so focused on the scale and not show her that it is all about the number. in sure. this lifestyle, this no breakfast lifestyle has really definitely helped our relationship with me showing her how, yeah, I'm trying to think of the word, um, how you should have a relationship with food. Nothing's good and nothing, nothing's deemed as good or bad as you, you quite often say on your, your Instagram posts. It's just it's just how many calories are in it and um, everything's good and right
0: And can you, um, again, I get asked this quite a lot in regards to my own daughter who's only um two and a half three years old now and you know what am i going to suggest to her am i going to you know make her skip breakfast am i going to um be okay with her if she does skip breakfast and things like this and um my response always is that exactly what you were kind of just alluding to there is that i want her to have a healthy relationship with herself and her and the food that she has and realize that you know food is a very positive thing for us it nourishes us it allows us to do um, the amazing feats that we do each day and going to work and doing exercise and things like that. Not to see it as a as a punishment in that, you know, if I had too many calories um yesterday that I should have very little today and that, you know, these are not the relationships I want to kind of share. And so I always say that, you know, if my daughter, you know, has is going to have grown up with both her mother and her father um not eating breakfast because we just don't anymore. Um if she then turns around at age nine, age ten, age fourteen and just goes Um, I'm not hungry today, Dad, do I have to eat my breakfast? I'll be like, absolutely not, go to school, enjoy your day. But if she says, I really want to eat breakfast today, can I have that? I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, no, it's the no breakfast life or nothing in this household. Um, For you, has your your daughter asked you about, you know, why aren't you eating this morning, Mum? And if she has, kind of how have you responded to that and kind of how has she taken to that?
1: Um, She's I'm really lucky. She's really supportive. And she does ask questions about... um, what i do and how i do it um it hasn't her what she eats has changed like there's because um, there's not if, if there was a whole block of chocolate in the house i'm one of these people that i'll eat the whole block of chocolate so it's easier just not to have it in the house
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but um she still eats breakfast it doesn't worry me um at all and it's up to her how she she's old enough and wise enough to make her own decisions and if she wants to if she, does, if she doesn't want to eat a meal, if she doesn't want to eat breakfast, or if she doesn't want to eat lunch, or if she's not hungry at dinner, I don't. I don't make it. That's that's her decision, and she's learning to listen to her body. That's awesome. Lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That that that, um, that um, I think yeah is a valuable lesson from obviously what you've just kind of put across and what I put across as well. That I think listening to your body is something that we that young kids do really really well. Like if you look at you know young kids, they'll. They'll kind of eat when they're hungry. They won't eat when they're not hungry. And sometimes they, sh- you know, throw their hissy fits because they don't like the food. But at the end of the day, if they're hungry, they'll eat it, kind of thing. And I think that's just something you gotta kind of get around as a three-year-old. Um, my daughter will, you know, say that she's not hungry, but you know, I'm happily gonna eat dessert tonight, Dad. If you give me that, and I, I know that. No, no, hang on. There, there's some food on your plate. You need to be having that. But. Um, I think yeah, just kind of sharing that kind of love of food and that um, you know love of yourself and kind of uh, the self confidence that you you know obviously clearly showing and kind of exuding to the outside world um, in yourself. I think is going to play off not only in your daughter but you know friends around you, people at work, you know uh, the neighborhood and things like that. That you know your own journey and your kind of confidence that you put out there now will certainly inspire others. And um, whether you think that whether you have noticed it or not, I can guarantee you, there's people that have noticed. Your um, journey and that um, you may have been the inspiration for them to kind of start going on their own little journey as well
1: I would like to I'd like to hope so that it is it's like you know if if there's one person that makes their life and their confidence and and their feeling about themselves just that one little bit better then I've got so much more out of myself going on this journey than just what I've got I have if I you know if you help one person feel better about themselves, then it makes that journey even so much more better.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm always going to ask, and I used to have an old podcast show that I started a couple of years ago, and I had a quick five, five, In it was five questions that I'd ask um, really quickly and just kind of get the first thing that pops in your head. And so um, before I go into that and ask you if that's okay, if we go through that as well, um, is there anything else you want to you want to share or you kind of tell the audience that's listening in or you know anything that you've gotten out of this lifestyle that you know might kind of help someone else is there anything else you can kind of think of that you want to chat about or kind of um you know just uh talk about
1: not that i can think of off the top of my head um no i think i think we've i think we've covered everything
0: i just, think so too yeah
1: <laughs> just that if, if you i uh, think if anybody is thinking about starting this lifestyle give it a go because you don't ever regret it
0: absolutely um and again, thank you very much. Do you mind if I ask you this quick five five?
1: No, go for it. I'm, an, I'm an... All
0: right. So there's just five little questions. Um, they might be a one-word answer. They might be a you know a, a couple of sentence answer. But just the first thing that kind of pops to your head, just kind of uh, give me a response and uh, let's fire through them. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's go. All
0: right. So number one, beach or snow? Beach. Number two, travel to the future or the past? Oh,
1: definitely the future.
0: Oh, interesting. Number three, uh, if it gave you all of the nutritional value and everything like that, and you'd never put on weight or whatever it might be, what would be the one food that you would have for the rest of your life? Oh, chocolate. Beautiful. Um, Family, friend, or famous, dead or alive, who would you um, like to have dinner with once more?
1: My grandpa, who passed away last year.
0: Excellent answer. Um, Number five, uh, apart from obviously... Seeing all family and things like that get away from that. Um, what do you do if next week you were told that it was your last week alive?
1: Oh, uh, I'd have to jump out of a plane.
0: Haven't done it, but really want to do it?
1: Oh, yes, it's, that's on my bucket list. That is my, I've bungee jumped, but I, I'd love to jump out of a plane with a parachute. Just that, that absolute feeling of freedom looking at the earth coming towards you would just be I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie so
0: (laughs) so I'm just I mean they're meant to be quick fire fire but I want to dive just a little bit deeper on that what's stopping you doing it tomorrow
1: um unfortunately our local um skydiving company went under last year
0: oh right okay
1: it's not in the close vicinity between that and the fact that it's probably about four or five hundred dollars to do it but yep (laughs) Um, it's on the list. It's it's at the top of the list of things to do.
0: Amazing, amazing. Um, well, again, thank you so much for being on. Um, this chat's gone longer than I thought it would, but I've loved every single minute of it, and so I appreciate um, your time. And um, I'm sure there's been some things that you have said that um, I think anyone um, at home that might be, a month into their journey, a day into their journey or two years into their journey would have certainly uh, learned something from what you've uh, shared today. So I thank you for um, sharing your story with us.
1: Thank you for having me, Adam. It's been, it's been really cool. It's a new experience.
0: Excellent. Well, um, that's been another episode of the let's talk fast podcast guys. I thank you for listening in as always, give us a screenshot of this and just post something that um, you got out of this or share um, a little kind of, you know, tidbit that you might have gotten out of this, send me the photo or put it to your um, your Instagram page or whatever it might be. But um, I hope you've gotten something out of this show. I know I certainly have, and I'll be taking away some of the learnings I have to kind of uh, move forward. But um, again, this has been another episode, and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. Ciao.